0: national guests, and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now,
1: Mark Childress. Welcome into the Mark Childress Show. I am here, Facts and Childress actually hosting and filling in for Mark today on the Mark Childress Show. So um, if you guys don't know me over from Facts on Sports that runs from 7 to 8 on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, also produced on Mickey Plyler's show on Wednesday mornings. So if you like me, congrats. You got a night of me. If you don't like me. That's unfortunate news because I'm the fill-in. So we'll be here from 7 to 8. We will have open phone lines the entire time if you guys want to get in and talk about anything. Tiger calls with Dabo Sweeney after this from 8 to 9, so make sure you guys are sticking around that. I'm just kind of bridging over here from Walt. I know you guys all love Road Rage from... from 3 to 7 every day, just going to bridge over to Dabo here and uh, get some NFL talk in with two Monday night football games tonight that are poised to be pretty good. Uh, go around college football in the 720 segment. Talk a little bit about ACC football. Uh, Jordan Travis with an injury, but FSU got a big win. And some stuff going on in ACC. Duke's 3-0, Ramona. Everything, all hell's breaking loose. Duke is 3-0. I don't it's know. Weird, huh? I, don't, I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> Ramona, next week we're going to have a Duke, Kansas 3-0 matchup. Duke and Kansas are both 3-0 in college football. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So we'll address a little bit of that. Feels like we're living in an alternate reality. And at the 740 segment, we'll be talking about some Clemson versus La Tech. We'll be talking about some Wake Forest versus Liberty. And then do a little bit of a preview for Clemson versus Wake Forest as we uh bridge over to Mr. Swinney at eight o'clock. But if you guys want to get in, as always, phone and text line, 864-654-7627. That is 864-654-7627 or 654-ROAR. You guys can hop in here and on the phone or the text line. would love to hear from you guys. Uh, this first segment going to be talking some NFL because we've got two pretty good Monday night football games coming up tonight. At 7.15 starting here in eight minutes, we've got uh, Bills versus Titans. That's in Buffalo. And then at 8.30, my Philadelphia Eagles are at home hosting the Minnesota Vikings. So I will be rushing home after the conclusion of the Mark Childress Show to watch Jalen Hurts and uh, Kirk Cousins battle in primetime. Now, I've been very adamant about how good I think that the Vikings are this year. I've, you know, I've been very vocal about that. Um, I love what the Vikings have going on. I love the hires they made in the offseason. Obviously, tonight, there's a little bit of a conflict for me as they're playing my Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Two-point spread, and the Eagles are the favorite on that one. It's actually moved up to three now that I'm checking it. It was two and a half. It was two, and now I'm seeing some three. I think that's a little high. I, you know, I personally... I understand there's this narrative about, you know, Kirk Cousins and prime time and how he's not good in prime time games. I think that's a little bit of an unfair rap. I don't think that actually has a lot of correlation to how good of a player he is. So I, you know, Vikings plus three tonight, I understand why that's the spread, but at the end of the day, I'm not sure that the Eagles are a better team than the Vikings right now. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles are coming off of a week in which they gave up 35 points to the Detroit Lions. Now, does that look a little bit better after yesterday with the Lions putting up a ton of points on the commanders as well? Yeah, it looks a little bit better, but at the end of the day, giving up 35 points to the Detroit Lions is never a great thing, especially when it's a Jared Goff quarterback team. So, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic about the Eagles going into tonight. I understand why they're favored. I think these are similar profile teams long term. I think these are two teams that can contend in the NFC. But at the end of the day, I don't know if the Eagles are going to get it done tonight. So we'll see. And then the other game tonight is Titans-Bills. Assume we've got some Titans fans listening to the show. Uh, Shout out to Ellis Tolbert, probably the biggest Titans fan I know. But... You know, the Tennessee Titans had a rough week one. They lost to a pretty mediocre Giants team. The Giants did go 2-0 yesterday. Got to give credit where credit's due. But, you know, that Giants team isn't going to win seven games this year. And, you know, to lose it home to them as a a big favorite in week one was not a good start for Mike Vrabel and the Titans campaign. Going to Buffalo tonight as 10-point underdogs. The Bills are the Super Bowl favorites via Vegas odds. And I personally think they're probably the best team in the NFL as well. So it should be an interesting game tonight because, you know, only 11 percent of teams Ramona have made the NFL playoffs starting 0 2. That is the that is the number. If you start 0 2, only you only make the playoffs 11 percent of the time. So that is the number. So Titans are trying to avoid that vaunted 0 2 tonight. Something that could be working in their favor though is how bad that division looks and 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 the AFC and the AFC South. I mean. This is a terrible, terrible division. You know, everyone coming into the year, me included, thought that the Colts were going to kind of pick up where they left off. Um, I did say how I thought Carson Wentz was a better quarterback than Matt Ryan, and I think that he got scapegoated for a lot of those issues. Matt Ryan's been rough, to say the least, so far this year. They went down and they got shut out in Jacksonville, down in Duval County. Uh, Big shout out to Trevor Lawrence, who played a great football game. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are currently sitting in first place in the AFC South, so... While the Titans do need a win tonight and, you know, the 0-2 curse is a real thing, I think that they might have a little more leeway than most 0-2 teams do because of how weak the division is. Uh, The Texans currently sit at 0-1-1, the Colts sit at 0-1-1, and the Titans 0-1, Jaguars at the top of it 1-1. And I want to talk a little bit more about that Jaguars game because, obviously, two Clemson grads, two of the the greatest Clemson players of all time, two Clemson legends, and Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence showing out. Yesterday afternoon, and it was uh, one of the games at the one o'clock slate, but 24 to zero. I, I think that Doug Peterson coming to Jacksonville is the single best thing that could have happened for Trevor Lawrence's development. I mean, T-Law yesterday goes 25 for 30 with 235 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. This was the best I've seen him at the NFL level. I think QBR and QB rating are pretty bad stats, and I don't think they tell the whole story, but T-Law is even off the charts in those with a 95.3 QBR and a 121.5 quarterback rating yesterday. Um, Travis Etienne has yet to really get integrated into the offense, admittedly. You know, nine carries for 20 yards. I don't think that... Doug Peterson is exactly, I, I, I don't think, you know, I, I was an Eagles fan for a long time. I'll put it like this. A running back never really thrived under Doug Peterson because of the offense Doug Peterson has implemented. It's more, get the ball out quick. We're going to use our weapons and we're going to get him in space. We're going to utilize the tight ends heavy. And if our running backs are going to go for big plays, great. If not, I'm not too worried about it. So when you combine the fact that number one, Travis Etienne is not the number one running back on the depth chart. James Robinson is. He had 23 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown yesterday. Travis Etienne had nine carries for 20 yards. I I mean, I just don't think that a lot of... I don't think we're going to see a huge year from Travis Etienne as a lot of people anticipated. I mean, Peterson's more of a running back guy, by committee guy. We saw that in Philadelphia, and now you've got two really good backs in Etienne and Robinson. And this, is obviously, Etienne, Clemson legend, Ramona, one of the greatest players to ever come through here. You know, yes, he's one of the best players in Clemson history. You know, he's up there with Spiller. Could be argued for the greatest Clemson running back ever. But this is not his situation or coach to succeed. The Peterson hire was great for Lawrence. He looks a lot better. He looks more posed. He's getting the ball out quick. The game is starting to slow down for Trevor Lawrence, who is nothing short of a generational prospect. We expected him to have this success at some point, and he seems to be coming into his own, I'm really happy for him. I just don't think Travis Etienne is ever going to be a three-down back in Jacksonville because of how good James Robinson is and the playbook that Doug Peterson has implemented. So for Tiger fans out there that have been monitoring Etienne weekly, he did have three catches for 33 yards last week, and I'm a Travis Etienne fantasy football holder, um, unfortunately, because he's not getting a lot of usage. I don't know if that's going to change. I don't know if he's going to win the job. I don't know if he is going to be a premier feature in this offense that has Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, and then James Robinson's the running back one. So, you know, I think Travis Etienne is a player that Clemson fans, I mean, I know that all the Clemson fans listening, and I know me on Sundays when I'm on my couch, when I'm flipping around to whether it's to red zone channel or I'm flipping around the games, I know where all the Clemson players play. And, you know, obviously I'm monitoring T Higgins up in Cincinnati. Um, I'm talking, you know, I want to see all the the Clemson players succeed. I saw DJ Reader recover a fumble last week for Cincinnati, so I'm I'm keeping tabs on all the Clemson players. But this T Law ETN duo that we kind of thought we were going to see, I don't think that's going to happen in the near future, maybe not even this year because of the offense Jacksonville's running. So unfortunate for Clemson fans, but the Jaguars do get a win on a positive note. And once again, I think Doug Peterson is the best thing that could have happened to Trevor Lawrence. We saw what Doug Peterson did with Carson Wentz in year two of his career. Wentz played in 13 games and went for 33 touchdowns to seven picks, was in line to win the uh, MVP of the NFL before tearing his ACL. And then Nick Foles stepped in and the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So Trevor Lawrence has been blessed and he was cursed with Urban Meyer last year in that whole situation. That was an absolute nightmare, but he's now been blessed with a Super Bowl winning head coach that has success developing quarterbacks. So I'm, I'm super excited for Trevor Lawrence. And I think he's going to have a really successful career in Jacksonville. They need to keep Doug Peterson around for as long as possible because he's got that football team going in the right direction. Going to pop around a little more around the NFL for the rest of this segment and uh, talk about some of the games yesterday. There were a lot of comebacks in the NFL yesterday, Ramona. The Browns had one and poor Sam, the, the producer of facts on sports, one of my best friends. I was watching that game with him yesterday, and I've never seen Sam in that state. I can't lie to you. I, don't, I, I didn't He's know upset. what Yeah, I didn't know what to say to him. Uh, <laughs> it was, I've always got something to say, and I didn't know what to say to him. You know, the Cleveland Browns blew a they had a 99.9 percent win probability, Ramona, and they were up 13 points with a minute and a half left. The Jets had no timeouts. They're dropping back in cover four and they're They saf- lost
2: to the Jets.
1: Yeah, their safety oh. just blows a coverage. There's a miscommunication. Okay. So it shouldn't even matter. Joe Flacco bomb- is somehow in the NFL playing and is number three in the NFL in passing yards because this is a real sport. So Joe Flacco bombs one deep to Corey Davis. He waltzes into the end zone. They kick the extra point and it's 30 to 24. And after the, the- Ramona, this is after the Browns kicker missed the extra point. And the previous touchdown they scored. So the Browns are now up six and it's like, okay, the jets have no timeouts. There's only a minute left. They recover the onside kick Amari Cooper, who was one of the best receivers in the league does not go to the ball. I don't know who the special teams coaches for Cleveland, but he was getting every colorful word in the book yesterday in my living room from Sam. And it was deserved because none of the Browns players went after the ball. They were all just sitting back. it's the number one thing you do you do on an onside kick is you need to go get the ball. Amari Cooper was just sitting back, waiting for the ball to come to him, and then it crossed that 10-yard threshold and it got swarmed by Jets players. So then Ramona, with no timeouts, Joe Flacco has a legacy drive. There's no other way to put it. He is throwing dots on the Cleveland defense. He is marching them down the field and with t- like 20 seconds left, 25 seconds left, he hits Garrett Wilson over the middle for his second touchdown of the year, the rookie out of Ohio state. And they rally and they win 31 to 30. That's how the Cleveland Browns lost yesterday.
2: Uh, one point. You, you can, oh. at the end of
1: the day, you can give the Browns Uh-oh. a lot of good football players, which they currently have, but you can't take the Cleveland out of the Browns. And you can't so take the Browns Sam's out of the upset, Browns. was huh? Yeah, that was, I didn't see Sam for the rest of the day. After oh. that, so it, it, he did not take it well. We had some other comebacks in the NFL that were absolutely electric yesterday. Miami to a tag of Iloa, you know, I like to think that AJ Terrell is kind of still kind of owns Tua Tagovailoa for that pick six and the natty. And, I, I you know, I, I'd like to think that Clemson got the best of Tua. But Tua was balling yesterday. In the fourth quarter, the Miami Dolphins put up 28 points and they came back from a 35 to 14 lead to, by the Ravens to start the fourth quarter and won 42-38. They scored 28 fourth quarter points. Tua had 469 yards and six touchdowns yesterday, Ramona. 469 yards and six touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions for 190 yards and two touchdowns. Jalen Waddell, 11 receptions for 171 yards and two touchdowns. This Dolphins team is a problem. And I'm not sure how great Tua is. I think he's Okay. But I think he's accurate. And that's what matters the most, because at the end of the day, you don't have to have a great quarterback when you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on your team. You just need to get them the ball in space and watch them go. And and this was a 21. This was the first time in NFL history. I saw a tweet from ESPN stats and info. I want to say that the number was teams were seven hundred and eleven and zero when leading by 21 plus points entering the fourth quarter. And the Ravens blew a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. They got outscored by 25 points in in a singular quarter yesterday. So embarrassing times in Baltimore for sure. Um, Maybe that was a little bit of saving grace for Browns fans yesterday after their choke was that the Ravens also choked. And then another crazy comeback we got was in Arizona where it was, I want to say it was 20, yeah, it was 23 to nothing Raiders. Or this week, this game was in Las Vegas, rather. And the Cardinals came back and, and scored 29 unanswered points and won at 29-23. Kyler Murray had one of the greatest plays I've ever seen on a two-point conversion. That's not an exaggeration. He had the, the the Raiders rushed two, and Kyler Murray ran around in the pocket for what would have had to have been, I'm guessing, upwards of 30 seconds. Like he dropped back in the pocket and. The Raiders rushed to and had everyone in coverage. So he just stood in a clean pocket for a solid 10 seconds. And then he bailed out to the right, got caught over there, shook off a guy, scrambled all the way back to the left and ran into the end zone for the two point conversion and then marches them down the field again. They score again. They get another two point conversion. And then in overtime, Hunter Renfro catches a pass for the Raiders and fumbles, but the fumble was forced by Isaiah Simmons. So some Clemson on Clemson crime right there. Former oh, yeah. former teammates, Isaiah Simmons punches the ball out from Hunter Renfro, and the Cardinals pick it up and walk into the end zone and, and steal a win in Las Vegas. And the Raiders are now in a hole at zero and two. And this, uh, you know, it was just a miraculous day in the NFL yesterday. There were a lot of comebacks. Uh, we will be back talking some college football after this. This is the Mark Children Show.
3: Here at Granger Nissan, we have the perfect vehicle for tailgating the Clemson Tiger games. The Nissan Pathfinder and Nissan Rogue both have room for all of your family and gear. With a new inventory coming in daily, now is the time to secure one and get yours reserved. With special financing starting at only 1.9%, Granger Nissan will work with you in getting you the best price and deal today. Located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson, you can call 864-328-1188 or shop us online at GrangerNissanofAnderson.com.
4: Every search you make Every click you take They'll be watching you
0: Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution DuckDuckGo It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine web browser one-click data clearing email protection and more all for free Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button DuckDuckGo Privacy Simplified
3: Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys,
2: did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 radio. You'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. Results are guaranteed or your money back. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash radio. That's forhims.com slash radio for your free online visit. F O R H I M S dot com slash R A D I O.
0: Bennett Equipment is the upstate's premier independent local construction equipment and rental and sales source serving customers in Greenville, Spartanburg, and Seneca, and coming soon to Hiawassee, Georgia. The lineup of Takeuchi, track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders are the best in the industry, so why settle for less? Choose the best with Bennett Equipment and Takeuchi. Bennett Equipment, 22 years strong in the upstate
4: and growing. And as always, if you need equipment, buy it or rent it from Bennett. Attention, sports fans. Your favorite sports book, BetUS.com, is back for our 28th year of NFL action. With the industry's biggest sign-up bonus of up to 200%, BetUS offers our members the opportunity to cash in on all your favorite leagues, including NFL, NBA, MLB, and more. We've also got hundreds of new casino games, including the coolest European slots, and our live dealers are waiting for you at the tables. You need a sportsbook with integrity, longevity, and you need to know you're gonna get paid. You need a sportsbook that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, and all kinds of crazy bets. Call today at 1-800-79-BET-US. That's 1-800-79-BET-US, and they will walk you through setting up an account. Nobody in the industry gets better bonuses than BetUS. Join now. Mention BetUS 2022, and you can get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. Head to BetUS.com and join today. That's BetUS, where the game begins.
5: Situated close to the historic city of Seneca, Takina Trail by Great Southern Home Neighborhood offers brand new energy efficient low maintenance homes with easy access to I-85, the beauty of the Blue Ridge Mountains in the background, Lake Hartwell and Kiwi, a short 10 minute drive to Clemson University campus and so much more. Visit greatsouthernhomes.com and search Takina Trail to find your dream home in Seneca today. That's greatsouthernhomes.com to find your dream home today.
3: It's time for Tiger football, and what better place to enjoy football weekends than in your own condo at Lakeside Lodge, Clemson. Across Lake Hartwell from Death Valley, Lakeside Lodge has every amenity you can want, including traditions on the lake restaurant and a football field for pre-tailgate festivities. When you aren't here cheering for the Tigers, earn income using our managed rental program to rent your condo to fellow Tiger fans. Visit ownership.lakesidelodgeclemson.com to start your new traditions today, and go Tigers!
0: If you've been injured in a car, motorcycle, or boating accident, it's time to call Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, to evaluate your case. The consultation and phone call are completely free. You've been through enough, and it's important to take action as soon as possible to get the full compensation that you deserve so you can focus on recovery. Call 864-654-3680 to schedule your free consultation with Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, and visit online at nicklaverylaw.com.
4: It's time to lighten up the mood and update your sock collection with Clemson Sock Shop. Our socks are conversation starters, make great gifts, and enhance any outfit. We have exclusive Clemson socks, socks with your favorite sports team, witty puns, and more. Do you love popcorn? How about 80s and 90s nostalgia? SpongeBob? We have a sock for that and so much more. Shop local at Clemson Sock Shop Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays until 4 inside Newtique Boutique on Pendleton Square. Buy five, get one free. Clemson Sock Shop. It's fun fashion for your feet.
1: Welcome back into the Mark Childress Show. I'm Faxon Childress filling in for Mark Childress today, who is away. I'm the host of Facts on Sports, who oh, which runs every Tuesday and Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m. So hanging out here for about half an hour more. Have Tiger calls with Dabo Swinney after this, so make sure you guys are sticking around. I know everybody wants to hear from Dabo. Everybody loves Dabo, and how could you not? So we're going to talk some college football. We're going to kind of go around the college football landscape a little bit here because there was an eventful week in college football. We had a texter in, this last segment and I did not get to their text. I'll get to that here in one second. But if you guys want to chime in on the phone or the text, line, I'm going to be talking college football from the rest of the way out. So if you guys have got college football that you want to talk about, you want to talk about Clemson football, don't hesitate to jump in on the phone or text lines at 864-654-7627. That is 864-654-7627. So you guys can hop in here. Uh, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear your takes. We had texture 222 and he chimed in and he said, do you think Doty would have made a difference in South Carolina's game against UGA? Is Doty getting in time on the field um so obviously Ramona I don't know if you watched this past weekend but Georgia trounced South Carolina down oh, down it they road.
2: were they were on our pick them yeah and thing. I and
1: I moronically picked south carolina oh, did, with the oh, points you were the yeah. one. Yeah.
2: there were there okay. were
1: a, there were a couple of us i <laughs> oh, do oh, really? i am going to give myself a pat on the back here in studio because there were nine people that picked byu this week and i picked oregon and oregon blew out byu
2: that's the one you got different that i was, noticed there that, was one that that was there the that one i got only, different is that's the only one you that everybody else picked yeah. the
3: other one, yeah. But I'm hovering around that.
1: 500, which I'll take. I just want to go five around 500 this year, and I'll be happy. I just yeah. don't want to finish last. That's that's my it's goal this year. First in the, year
3: on the contest. Yeah,
1: that's my that's, so. that's my first year in the pick 'em. So yeah. I just, I don't want to be last this year. I want to hover around 500, and I would take that as a success. <laughs> but I dumbly, as Ramona kindly pointed out, I dumbly took South Carolina with the points plus 24 and a half. And I've got to say, I'm never I'm never picking against this Georgia team in the pick 'em again. They're too good. This is the number one team in the country. and no,
2: 24 and a half points. That was a lot. It was a lot of points. But that like, was a lot. I, when I, I don't pick South Carolina just because I don't like South Carolina. Yeah, so I should so probably when I, subscribe to that when too. I, when I pick Georgia, you know— And it was a lot of points. I was scared. I was kind of going to mess that up. What I was kind of hoping
1: for was like Georgia would be up 31-0 and then South Carolina would come careening with the backups in and get me a little back door. It got out of hand really quick. (laughs) I mean, even Carson Beck ended up coming in for Georgia, the backup quarterback, and he marched the ball down the field and threw a touchdown. Spencer Rattler, 13 for 25, 118 yards, no touchdowns and two picks. A rough day for Spencer Rattler, who... I was told was the savior of the South Carolina football program. That's just what I heard from a lot of Carolina fans over the off season, you know. But I'm just the messenger. Luke Doty is the backup quarterback, and he came in and went five for eight, 76 yards, a TD, and a pick. I'm not reading too much into what Luke Doty did. I think that he's a fine football player in his own regard. But you didn't bring in Rattler to bench him through three games, so I don't think that this is going to result in Spencer Rattler being benched. If that's what you're asking, uh, texter two two two. I don't think that. Luke Doty's bad by any means. I don't think that Spencer Rattler's bad either, though. I mean, Rattler was a top QB coming out of high school. You know, he went to Oklahoma. He was in the Heisman talks every year, obviously never really ascended to that level. And then they moved on for Caleb Williams last year. And then the whole coaching turnover, you know, BV is over at Oklahoma now, and they've got Dylan Gabriel. They looked really good this week against Nebraska. They blew him off the face of the earth. So a uh, big shout out to Brent and his staff. They did a really good job preparing for Nebraska. in what a lot of people call the trap game. I never really understood that Oklahoma, killed them they beat them 49-14 so South Carolina coming up has Charlotte and SC State if Rattler were to struggle in either or both of these games for some reason I would say you might see it but I I just I can't foresee a scenario in which Spencer Rattler is benched for Luke Doty unless something goes horribly wrong or he quits on the team now after the Charlotte and SC State game you go at Kentucky which is not going to be a win if I'm being transparent here you're at home against Texas A&M, which looks more winnable now than it did at the beginning of the year. Then you've got Missouri. You go at Vandy, which should be a win. I think both of those could be wins. Then you go at Florida, at home against Tennessee, and at Clemson. I, you know, this South Carolina team, There are there is some talent on the South Carolina team in certain positions. You know, there are some players on this Carolina team that I really like. But as a whole... This is a pretty mediocre and underwhelming football team, and that's just the reality of the situation. I don't think Luke Doty is a a talent that's going to come in and cover for a bunch of mistakes either. So I think there is definitely a lot to to still want if you're a South Carolina fan. And, you know, this thing isn't going to be turned around quickly. You know, they're not in a great position as a football program, so this is going to take some time. Now, Georgia, on the other hand, I mean, Stetson Bennett looked absolutely incredible again. I think there's a good chance he wins the Heisman. He was 16 for 23 for 284 and two. And I kind of I liked Stetson Bennett last year. I said the entire year that I thought he should start over JT Daniels because I think he's the better player. Even I have to concede. I never saw him ascending to this level. I was questioning why he came back, because it seemed like he went out on top. I mean, he won Georgia their first national title since 1980. And I'm like, why would you come back? You can go out as the legend that won. I guess this is why he came back, because Georgia looks just as good this year. You lose a lot on both sides of the ball, honestly. Talent-wise, you obviously lose Pickens, but Brock Bowers might be one of the best players in the country. You know, he is one of the best players in the country. Five receptions for 121 yards and two touchdowns. There's no reason a tight end should be as physically imposing and fast as Brock Bowers. He's going to be a first round pick in the NFL draft. He's one of the best players in the entire country. And we know George is always going to come with a, a loaded rushing attack. I mean, they've got Milton, they've got Branson Robinson, they've got Dejon Edwards. Like, They've got Kenny McIntosh. All of these guys are weapons in the run game. So they've got another committee. I think Milton is kind of the RB1. He cemented himself as that there. They've got another committee of running backs that can run the ball. Todd Munkin, I've got to tip the cap. I mean, this Georgia offense was dead in the water two years ago, and Todd Munkin comes in. You win a national title, and now you have an absolutely electric offense. So as much as I am not a fan of the Georgia football program as a whole, I, I really do like what Todd Munkin and respect what Todd Munkin has done at Georgia. I think he's just a fantastic offensive coordinator and Georgia looks poised to go back to back as of right now. I, I There's no one on their regular season schedule that's going to beat them, in my opinion. So I think that the best chance of Georgia getting beat is in the SEC title game to Alabama. And I think even if they do lose that game to Alabama in the title game, they would still get into the playoffs. So not, I'm not a hundred percent sure that Georgia is going to go anywhere for a while. It seems like with the combination of recruiting, with the coaching hires they've made, Kirby Smart is built in the powerhouse down there in Athens. So got to tip the cap as much as I don't like him. I'm going to go a little bit more around college football real quick, and then we'll get to Rudy and talk some ACC football because I really wanted to talk about some ACC football. Um, Bama handles Louisiana Monroe. Ohio State kills Toledo. Michigan kills UConn. Obviously, Clemson gets the win over La Tech. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But some other things that stuck out to me, Arkansas was in a war with Missouri State, which I just thought was weird. They got outplayed for three quarters of that game, so a little concerning for them. The number eleven team, which was always a joke for what it's worth, Michigan State is not good. Michigan State went into Washington and got pummeled. I don't care that the score says 39-28. The game was never that close. Michael Penix Jr. had like four hundred yards. That you know, the Mel Tucker contract is just—it's something, Ramona. I'll tell you that's something. It's—it's it's an overpay, but. Uh, Just a joke going on up there in Michigan State. I don't like what they've got going on. I don't think that they're a particularly good football team in any aspect. They got BYU, went into Oregon and got killed. Uh, Miami went at Texas A&M and Tamu got a bit of a bounce back win as I think a lot of us expected them to. They covered the spread. Max Johnson was the starting quarterback for Texas A&M instead of Haynes King. I think he's an upgrade. Uh, So a big win there. And that kind of goes on the ACC. Nothing really else notable kind of happened. Penn State beat Auburn, which we all expected. But I didn't expect it to be 41-12. I think Penn State's going to continue to climb. They don't have a super tough schedule. It's a pretty good football team they've got in there. They've got two capable quarterbacks as well. So South Florida, Florida also did get close. That was an interesting game. Jeff Scott down there in South Florida, Ramona, uh, former Clemson co-offensive coordinator. They were in that game until the end. I want to say they missed a field goal for the tie against florida and then wake forest who clemson plays next week we'll talk about this in the last segment as well they only beat liberty by one so this seems like the perfect time to cue rudy in rudy we're we're talking a little bit of acc football here rudy uh hope you're having a good night and uh, got in the notes section that you want to talk acc so what did you see from the acc over this past week and what stuck out to you i'll tell you
4: uh well first and foremost i was a ballsy pick with uh oregon uh i went with you because uh Everybody in America was going with BYU.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind and of why I, I picked Oregon.
4: Uh, I went uh, and I went on Oregon, so yeah, it worked out well. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I I saw everyone on BYU plus three and a half, and it just it seemed too good to be true. I figured it, and uh, yeah, Oregon's uh, really well, good at home.
4: I looked, I looked at it the same way. I was like, if everybody's going this way, it looks this good to everybody. It's got to be something strange. So right. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, um. As far as the upside i mean what uh what do you see for clemson upside and what do you see with uh i'm thinking uh miami miami what what do you what yeah what do you see uh happening between the two and i appreciate you taking my call but enjoy the show
1: yeah appreciate it rudy and um You know, always appreciate callers getting in here. The phone lines are open the last two segments. So if you guys want to hop in like Rudy did on the phone or the text line, it is 864-654-7627. That is 864-654-7627. But, you know, Rudy talks about upside for Clemson. The Clemson run game was killing this week. Uh, We had all kind of been waiting for the, the three headed snake per se to come out of their show. Will Shipley, 12 carries for 139 yards and two touchdowns. That's an average of almost 12 yards a carry. He was an absolute monster in the run game. I thought DJ had another really good game. I was pretty impressed by him. You know, Clemson didn't throw over the middle of the field a lot. They're kind of working the the sidelines. You know, everyone has their opinions. I think they should work more towards the middle of the field. But at the end of the day, we're putting up 48 points against LaTeX, so I can't really complain about that. We're putting up a good amount of points in every game. Um, The run game really came out of its shell. DJ, man, and people are deeming him skinny DJ. Skinny DJ can run. He's shifty, Ramona. There were a couple times over the okay. course of this season where he's juked out multiple people. I'm like, we didn't see this last year at all. Skinny DJ is a real thing, and he's here. Yeah, Skinny DJ is here. But, you know, I was impressed with the run game. Phil Moffa got in on the party, seven carries for 30 yards, and he also scored a touchdown. So the upside for Clemson really goes as far as the offense goes. I, I know that the defense gave up 20 points, and they gave up 300 yards again. I'm not overly concerned about the defense long-term just because there were a lot of injuries on that side of the ball against La Tech, you know, obviously um, with what's going on with Brissy, he wasn't playing. Tyler Davis missed the game. Andrew McCuba missed the game. Top two corners missed the game as well. So there's a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, which makes me think that there's not a lot of reason for concern there. I just want to get everyone healthy and I trust Wes Goodwin to figure it out. You know, he was called the mastermind for a reason. I think, and we've never struggled against Wake Forest. We'll talk about this a little bit in the next segment as well, but, you know, we've never struggled with Blake Forest, so I have full trust in the defense going up to Wake next week. Offensively, you have to have a good offense to win the national title, as we've seen, and I think that goes without saying. But if Clemson can really rely on the run game, that's just going to make DJ's life behind the center infinitely easier. It, you know, that opens up the play-action game. That's going to open up the middle of the field, and it's going to help the receivers start to create separation. So I think the Clemson season and the offense goes as far as establishing the run in a lot of these games go. And I think that you know, coming out against Louisiana Tech and Will Shipley just absolutely, you know, killing was was a was a big deal. So I, I was enthused by what I saw by the Clemson offense in that game. Now talking a little bit about Miami, I wasn't, I, you know, I, I a lot of people on this station, actually, I, I know Bush said it. I know Walt said it. We kind of expected a sophomore regression tour from Van Dyke, the quarterback for Miami, and he hasn't been a needle mover. I, I just don't think that, I know he's talented, and I think this Miami team with Cristobal down there now is set up really well long term because of the NIL money, because of their donor base, because of what they've been able to do recruiting. I'm just not convinced that all of the pieces are in place yet. I do think that Van Dyke is your guy behind center, but there's a lot more tape on him now than there was last year. And playing at Texas A&M is a lot different than playing at Duke. And I know they're 3-0 right now, so I'm not going to diss them too much. But you're not playing an ACC team that doesn't play any defense. You're playing at Texas A&M. Van Dyke didn't have a touchdown. He threw 20 incompletions. He, he was fine. He, he might have been good enough for them to win the game. But you want to win games in which your defense only gives up 17 points. And they didn't do that. They only put up nine points. So Miami going forward, uh, the Hurricanes is a team going forward. You know You have Middle Tennessee State next week, which is going to be an easy win. Um, let me not say easy. You never know what's going to happen, especially in a uh, college football these days. It should be a win. And then you have a weird game. And that weird game is versus North Carolina at home on Saturday, October the 8th. I don't know who I'm picking in this game because North Carolina's defense is absolutely abysmal. But Drake May is awesome. And he lights it up every time he steps on the field. So I think that will kind of be the telltale for the Miami season. Um, appreciate your call. Rudy and just I think that you know as Miami progresses further and further through the season we're just gonna have to see how Van Dyke plays if Van Dyke can continue to light it up like he did last year then this Miami team's got upside if he can't then I don't think their ceilings very high this is the Mark Childress show We got one more segment
3: after this here at Granger Nissan we have the perfect vehicle for tailgating the Clemson Tiger games The Nissan Pathfinder and Nissan Rogue both have room for all of your family and gear. With a new inventory coming in daily, now is the time to secure one and get yours reserved. With special financing starting at only 1.9%, Granger Nissan will work with you in getting you the best price and deal today. Located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson, you can call 864-328-1188 or shop us online at GrangerNissanofAnderson.com.
5: Founders MasterCard credit cards are here. Enjoy the convenience, reliability, and security that comes with MasterCard. Accepted worldwide, you can use them for your everyday purchases, travel purchases, and even business purchases. You can even show your school spirit with a Clemson University-designed credit card. And Founders MasterCard credit cards are digital wallet-ready, so you can add them to your smart device. So you always have a way to pay. Plus, you get more with a Founders MasterCard, like rewards for purchases made with your life rewards or extra work credit card. Don't wait. Make your priceless experiences today. Visit foundersfcu.com forward slash credit cards. That's foundersfcu.com forward slash credit cards. Or visit one of our offices to apply today. Membership qualification required. Federally insured by NCUA. Terms and conditions may apply.
3: Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys,
2: did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 radio. You'll get a free medical consultation. discreet shipping if prescribed. A 100% online process. And trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands. At 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. Results are guaranteed or your money back. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 radio. That's forhymns.com slash radio for your free online visit. F O R H I M S dot com slash R A D I O.
1: That storm knocked out our power for over six hours.
5: With our Generac Home Standby Generator, we never lost power. It came on instantly when the whole neighborhood went out. Who
0: can I contact?
5: Central Electrical Services, the local Generac service and warranty dealer. If you were to install one now through November 30th, you can get a 10-year warranty at no extra charge, along with the 18-month, no-money-down, 0% financing. Terms and conditions apply. Call for details, 864-556-8002, or online at powerwithoutpower.com. It's never been easier to sell your car at Edwards Ford for over Blue Book value. Get a quote and a check in your hand in just minutes. No haggling, no pushy salespeople, just a quick and easy quote for your car or truck. And you can take it or leave it. No pressure. It doesn't matter the make, year, or type. Get the most of your used vehicle and experience the difference at Edwards Ford. 3440 Blue Ridge Boulevard in West Union. And visit them online at edwardsfordllc.com.
0: Tri-County Technical College is in the business of transforming lives one student at a time. Whether you're looking for a career in CNC, advanced manufacturing, information technology, or even business administration, Tri-County's programs offer great opportunities that can put you in a position to have a great career with great pay. At TCTC, you can do college and we can cover the cost. To learn more, visit Tri-County Technical College online
3: at tctc.edu. Hey, Roar listeners, I'm Greg Wells of Kiwi Financial Group, here not only to earn your business and help you grow your portfolio, but to give you the personal attention and advisor relationship that you deserve. I talk openly about risk, Helping you understand the numbers and educating you about investing and meeting with you regularly to review your portfolio. Most importantly, I genuinely care about you as my client. Schedule your free consultation with me, Greg Wells of Kiwi Financial Group, today at 654-5043. Securities and advisory services offered through the Strategic Financial Alliance, Incorporated, otherwise unaffiliated with Kiwi Financial.
0: Fried chicken, just like Mama makes. Seafood, platters, and fresh fried oysters, not to mention our famous lizard dinner. No kidding. Who serves up all this deliciousness? The chicken basket. That's who? 226 32 Highway
1: 24, Anderson. Hey, Tiger fans, don't miss out on this week's specials at Buff City Soap Clemson. With products for everyone, corporate gifts, pet products, laundry soap, seasonal scents, and more, follow Buff City Soap Clemson on Facebook
5: and
0: Instagram for the latest sales and updates. You've been charged with a criminal offense. You may be facing significant consequences. You probably feel overwhelmed, embarrassed, and intimidated by the legal system. You feel like nobody understands what you're going through. Get the answers you need to navigate through the legal system. Call today to schedule your free legal consultation with Nick Lavery Law Office, 864-654-3680. That's 864-654-3680. Online, nicklaverylaw.com. The magic to save fuel costs at home is right
5: under your feet. Your home is on a free and renewable source of energy. Water Furnace Geothermal Comfort Systems use that energy to heat, cool, and provide hot water to your home. There's a 26% federal tax credit and a 25% South Carolina tax credit on Water Furnace Geothermal Systems. Plus, you can get a $1,600 per ton rebate as a Blue Ridge Electric Co-op customer. Call Eric Rooney at 735-8081. Water Furnace. Magic right under your feet.
1: Welcome back in final segment of the Mark Childress show. I'm Faxon Childress filling in for Mark Childress today. Tiger calls with Dabo Sweeney right after this in uh, about 15 minutes. So you guys stick around through this last segment. I'm going to be talking some Clemson football right up to Tiger calls. Going to go over a little bit of Clemson versus LaTeX. Um, You know, talked about it a little bit last segment as well. And if you guys want to get in on the text line or the phone line, number is 654-ROAR. That is 864-654-7627. Tigers beat Louisiana Tech forty-eight to twenty on Saturday night. Ramona, did you go to the game? Uh no, I did not. The new lights and like the stadium, the the package that was done pregame, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. The stadium was absolutely electric on Saturday night. Cool. Um, there, there's like a new light package. It seems they've implemented with the with the uh, the new scoreboard and everything was just kind of coming together. You could definitely feel the energy. I know it was Louisiana Tech who's not a premier opponent, and Clemson was 33.5-point favorite, so it wasn't the most hype Death Valley is ever going to be for a night game. But I'll tell you right now, Ramona, if the Tigers are 4-0 and and NC State is 4-0 and and Clemson gets a night game for that NC State game, that is going to be an active stadium. Tiger Nation is going to be going crazy in Death Valley, and I- I'm really looking forward to that. The time has still not been announced on that, but... I will be rooting for NC State this week, and obviously I'll be rooting for Clemson this week because I want that to be game day. I want Clemson, NC State to be College Game Day. I want that to be the prime time game, and I want Devin Leary and the Wolfpack to have to come in and experience Death Valley at its full capacity. You know that that'll be a sellout game. Hopefully, College Game Day night game at Death Valley is just the absolute best experience in college football. You know the board will be. As big as it is, the board will be shining down on the stadium and the new lights will be coming down. I know Death Valley will be allowed. I know that all the Clemson football faithful will turn out for that one. So that that is my rooting interest this week. I'll be pulling for the Wolfpack. I don't pull for the Wolfpack very often. I'm pulling for the Wolfpack this week because I want them and Clemson to both be undefeated coming into that game. But next week, Clemson has the Wake Forest Demon Deacons on the road. I'll be traveling up to Winston-Salem. I'll be going to that one. I'm trying to go to every game this year. It's, uh, it's been oh, on my bucket list. Oh, you are. It's been on my bucket That's list awesome. for a while. I'm going to try. Key emphasis on try. That Boston College road game is not looking too enticing. A-, a flight up to Massachusetts and then going to Boston College in the middle of October. That doesn't look super fun. But, you know, if you're going to do something, you got to do it to your fullest. You got to go so. all the way there. Driving up to Winston-Salem this Saturday. We'll be watching the Tigers take on the Demon Deacons up there in North Carolina. I'm super excited for that one. Wake Forest got themselves into a little bit of a pickle this week at home against Liberty. Um 37 to 36 win for Wake Forest, who was the 19th Liberty. ranked team in the country. Sam Harbin threw two picks. He also did have 325 yards and three touchdowns to his credit, but he threw two picks. Liberty actually scored the game-tying touchdown if they were to take the extra point. With about a minute left, they went for two and did not get it. I just have to say, I love it. When you're on the road and you're a massive underdog anyways, you always go for two. It's just kind of the beauty of college football. Nobody expected Liberty to really be in this game. You know, I expected Liberty to score a decent amount of points because Wake Forest doesn't have a defense. But the fact that the Liberty coach just could... Could make that call in that moment. I have a lot of respect for him. Liberty played their tails off in this game. I mean, Day-Day, Hunter, 17 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. And then the quarterback, uh, I think I'm saying this right, is Caden Salter. He played amazing as well. Kind of a dual threat guy. He was good with his legs. He was good through the air. He did throw a couple of interceptions, but had almost 350 all-purpose yards and three total touchdowns. So Liberty went up to Wake and battled last week. Clemson. Wake Forest, the point spread opened at seven. I saw a tweet from William Qualkenbush. Clemson is seven-point favorites headed up to Wake Forest. And I have to think that point spread would be lower if Wake Forest got a convincing win over Liberty and looked really good. But their defense, once again, as we see with this Demon Deacon team year in, year out, Wake Forest just does not have a reliable enough defense to be a contender. Clemson owns Wake Forest in the recent history. Obviously, you know, I was a little young when it was going through the time period where Clemson football was struggling a lot. And a lot of times, you know, I know my, both of my parents and, you know, all the family members, they're still, they're still scarred from all these horror stories. They'll tell me, they'll be like, yeah, it was 1999 and we marched up the road to wake Forest on Thursday night <laughs> as number nine in the country. And they smoked us. So i that's all I've heard is I, that I shouldn't go up to wake Forest this Saturday because it's a house of horrors and Clemson doesn't have good luck up there. This is a new era of Clemson football. I would be stupid to not trust Dabo Sweeney with the recent success against Wake Forest. I mean, even last year in what most of the fan base considered a down year for the Tigers, we smoked Wake Forest. Brent Venables always locked up that Sam Hartman. And before it was Jamie Newman, the little mesh point offense that they run where they do the delayed RPO and their quarterback approaches the line of scrimmage while they do it. And then he'll pull it out at the last second and throw. Sometimes he'll hand it off and he'll run. Brent Venables had that scheme to perfection and Wake Forest never really had a big offensive game as they do against a lot of these teams against the Tigers. So I'm hoping Wes Goodwin has that same scheme. I hope Brent Venables passed that on in the hierarchy because, you know, BV always did such a phenomenal job against Wake Forest who really puts up points on everyone. And we get a texter that chimed in and says, was Wake Forest looking ahead? I think that's a possibility for sure. You know, maybe Wake was looking ahead. I mean, you're playing the number five team in the country. Clemson's going to be coming to town. It's easy to look over a team like Liberty. Liberty. But at the end of the day, they were in real danger of losing that game. I mean, if Liberty converts that two-point conversion, all of a sudden you have a minute left to go get a field goal. And college kickers are not reliable unless your name's B.T. Potter, one of the best kickers in the country, who, ironically enough, I think has become one of the most underrated Clemson football players of the past couple of years. B.T. was locked down last year. B.T. has been locked down this year. You can't ask for more from your kicker. I don't know too much about the, the Wake Forest kicker, admittedly. Um, I, I want to say it's Matthew Dennis, if it's, if it's still Matthew Dennis. But you don't, you don't trust college kickers. You don't want to have to trust your kicker with the game on the line. So if Liberty gets that two-point conversion, you never know when a, when a kick can be blocked. We don't know if Sam Hartman was moving the ball down the field. He, only had, he already had two picks in this game. So even if Wake Forest was looking ahead, I still think that there's a lot of concern based off of the result. And I think that's why you see the line at seven. Clemson open up as seven point favorites headed into next week. I feel cautiously optimistic. Um, I thought that this game against Louisiana tech showed and established that Clemson still has a really good run attack when it, when everything's clicking, I thought the offensive line played a better game. Um, Morgan Thomas did put out a chart of DJ's passing and there was something to me that was, I don't know if it's concerning. I don't know if it was on purpose, But we didn't throw over the middle of the field hardly at all against Louisiana Tech. Once again, I don't know if this is something that was identified on film, that the sidelines were open more. But DJ really only threw one or two passes into the middle of the field the entire game. And I'm going to bang the drum that I've banged for a while. I really just want to see Davis Allen more involved in the passing attack for the Tigers. I think that the Tigers have one of the best tight ends in the country here in Davis Allen. And then you've got two other guys that can contribute in Jake Brenningstool and Sage Ennis. And we're not really utilizing the tight ends a lot, you know, in a game in which the Tigers did not have a receiver who had more than three catches. I would like to see the tight ends utilize more. And will Shipley had a monster game, obviously and Moffat got it on the action. We mentioned that a little bit. The Tigers run attack was there. DJ was sound. He was definitely more than good enough to win, but I would like to see Davis Allen get more involved in the passing game. Jake burning still a little more involved in the passing game, because I think that Davis Allen's a really big talent. We need to be utilizing more now what everyone was focused on is Adam Randall's return because he is a big body receiver that kind of fits more of the prototype of what we're used to seeing out of some of these Clemson receivers. He had one catch for 11 yards. He's still working his way back to full strength. Well, he is full strength, but he's still working his way back into the swing of things. If That makes sense. This was his first collegiate game as a true freshman coming off of a major knee injury. It's not fair to rely on Adam Randall for production right now. Anything you can get from him is great, but he's a guy that's going to have to be kind of eased into the season. If that makes sense. In my eyes, he wasn't getting a lot of first team reps. I did see him a lot in the second half, but I just don't think it's a fair expectation to have Adam Randall come in and patch up a lot of these wide receivers issues on his own immediately. I think that's a lot of pressure to put on him. I do think Adam Randall is going to be a great player for the team for a long time. I mean, he is an athletic freak and everyone on the coaching staff has spoken of him as such, but, I'm not sure he's going to have that immediate impact that everyone would have hoped for. You know, he's still getting back in the swing of things. This guy's 18 years old. He's a true freshman. So I just don't think he's someone that needs to be relied on as an option right now. Now, Joe Ngata had a really good catch. Uh, He had three catches for 54 yards. Bo Collins, it seems like he scores a touchdown a game. He's got to be DJ's favorite uh, favorite target in the end zone right now. Antonio Williams had a big 38-yard catch. Uh, He also added a touchdown. He had two catches for 37 yards. But DJ only threw 29 passes in this game. He only completed 17 of them. The Tigers didn't really have to throw the ball to beat Louisiana Tech. Uh, The offense didn't look great in the first half. In the second half, they came out and did what they had to do And Will Shipley, you know, put the team in the backpack and ran for 140 yards, two touchdowns. That was really the only storylines. I don't think Clemson wanted to show a lot prior to Wake Forest. I mean, the Tigers have never had an issue putting up points on Wake in recent memory. But then again, you don't want to show a ton on film in games against Georgia Tech, Furman, and Louisiana Tech. So I do think we are going to see some more creative wrinkles next week in Winston-Salem that we haven't seen in the past from the Tiger offense. I would like to think that we're going to see some more pre-snap motion, maybe some more tight end utilization. There was a throwback screen on one of the first plays of the game. It might have been the first play that I absolutely loved. I love that play call from Brandon Schreeder. So heading into Wake Forest next week, I'm feeling confident that the Tigers are going to come out with a win. I'm not going to sit on here and tell you guys that it's going to be a convincing win. I don't think the Tigers are going to blow Wake Forest out. I still think that's a good team up there in Winston-Salem. But at the end of the day, I think the Tigers are better. The defense is significantly better than Wake Forest's defense. Wake might have the better offense, but I still think Clemson puts up enough points to beat Wake Forest. So I think my prediction will probably be, I'm going to say 34, 24 Tigers. Um, I think that Clemson shouldn't struggle to move the ball on Wake Forest defense. They're not as physical up front as Clemson's offensive line is. Even, you know, there are questions about the Clemson offensive line right now, but I think that these guys aren't scared to play physical, and that's one of the pros about them. Technique might be an issue in some places. You know, cohesiveness might be an issue in some places. But I think that the Tigers this year especially, coming off of what happened last year, they have a chip on their shoulder to kill. This is going to be the first game where there's a lot of spotlight on them. You're going up to Wake Forest. You're playing a ranked team. I already know that Debo Sweeney is going to have these guys absolutely ready to to kill Wake Forest, and they're going to want to win this game and establish themselves as a commodity because, Ramona, it doesn't get any easier. You turn around and you play NC State the next week. So these next two weeks could very much well dictate the way Clemson season goes so there, you've got two really really big football games approaching I think the Tigers are going to get it done on Saturday um I've got full trust in DJ who in my opinion has looked a lot better this year I think the utilization of his legs and the fact that he's lost some weight has just been an underrated part that I know I know a lot of people are talking about it but it adds an element to the offense that wasn't there last year and the fact that he's able to scramble out in certain instances now and extend plays make people miss in traffic it's a really big thing to have, and it's a really big step in DJ Uiangule's progression. So, Ramona, I'm feeling cautiously confident about Saturday. Are you Are you feeling you confident? Are, are you, you feeling are. confident?
2: Oh, sure, I am. You're feeling
1: confident. I always feel confident. You always feel confident. I think that, you know, Dabo Sweeney and the Tigers have established a level of trust within me. I used to get nervous for Clemson football games, uh, especially before the Tigers won their first national title. I was just a nervous wreck before every game. I was at the national championship no. in 2016, and I was so nervous. Like I remember like I, my stomach was twirling before the game. We went down 14-0 in that game, and I was just like, no, we're going to get to the Natty and lose to Bama again. But ever since that day has happened, and then 44-16 in the 2018 Natty, they've got my full trust. I have no reason to be nervous anymore. I have no tr- reason to doubt that. I have no reason to doubt the Tigers. So in games like this, Clemson's track record is too good for me to doubt them. I think that, you know, Debo Sweeney and the Tigers are going to go up there and get a win. So I feel pretty confident about that. I will be back on the roar on Tuesday and Wednesday nights here from the seven to eight time slot with facts on Sports, you know, I was filling in today for Mark Childress who couldn't make it. Uh, just had to pop in kind of a last second thing. But hope you guys enjoyed this hour with me. Got some NFL talking, got some college football talking, got some Clemson football talking and uh, kind of previewing, looking ahead to what Clemson has coming up, talking a little bit of ACC football as well. So thank you guys all for coming and hanging out with me. Uh, thank you to all the people that called in on the call line and texted in on the text line, making my life easier. Love hearing from what you guys and what you guys have to say. Ramona. Thank you, as always, for uh, being an, being an absolutely fantastic producer. Tiger Calls with Dabo Swinney up next. This has been Facts and childrens filling in for Mark Childress on The Mark Childress Show. WCCP FM 105.5. Clemson, Greenville Anderson. WAHT AM 1560 Cowpens. 97.5 Spartanburg. We are the Roar.
2: Welcome to Tiger Calls, presented by United Bank on the Clemson Athletic Network. Brought to you by United Bank. Providing excellence in service. Proud to be united with the Tigers. Member FDIC. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola and Clemson football. Always a great call. Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax with Founders Federal Credit Union. LendingTree. LendingTree, you win. CrawlSpace Ninja. Proud to be all in with Clemson football. For a free inspection and quote, go to CrawlSpaceNinja.com. Ipte. Supporting the success of Clemson student-athletes since 1934. And now, let's go live to Don Munson.